my great joy to introduce to you the three musketeers hailing from the land of remote work. We have Marissa, career coach and queen of all. We have Jeff, our sassy SEO shaman. And we have Diego, who has spent his 20s building a community of remote working lunatics. Sure, these folks are going to be the people that will get you beach commute ready. And they'll do it in the most exciting way possible. So, happy listening. Welcome, everybody, to the Digital Nomad Experts podcast brought to you by Beach Commute. Bringing back a guest today, Rob. We are going to be talking about productivity hacks for digital nomads. And as part of this episode, we are going to be talking about the trend of microdosing psilocybin mushrooms for the purpose of health benefits and focus. So um, as you can probably imagine, you need to, as you're listening to this episode, you need to take into consideration the local laws and you need to speak with a doctor before you try um, this, uh, this new trend of microdosing or anything else in this podcast. You should always speak with your doctor first. And uh, just note, these opinions are our own. We are not uh, trained doctors and we do not provide advice. Um, that said, we will discuss what we have heard and what we have experienced with all of these different techniques for productivity. So Rob, explain to me first, what is microdosing and what are the potential benefits that people have been talking about that have been leading people to uh, try this in terms of productivity? A friend of mine got me into microdosing a couple years ago and he was I had taken him before just recreationally for fun. And I was like, yeah, it's a really fun thing to do. But it was more that thing you had when you're like spaced out in, you know, Thailand and you want to enjoy a waterfall, not like something that I would consider something to do to like get more work done. And he was like, no, like I'm super focused. I get so much more done. It's like, I'm like clear and everything works better. And he, he sent me this article from someone, some Olympic athlete who started like three different startups, hyper, you know, hyper high performance person and read this long article and, Basically, they just detailed how their life improved and changed throughout the entire entire process. I was like, well, that's enough to convince me. So I started testing it out. I guess I'm giving you the long version, but it's more interesting this way. Started testing it out. And and basically what I wanted to do is I wanted to see if I could do it, A, for productivity, but also B, like at that point, I was still suspicious of like, I had a job, I had an office job. I was like, what, you know, will people notice? Because <laughs> if it's something that like, everyone notices I'm on something, then it's not going to work for like my office job and my colleagues and that sort of thing. So I started testing and doing it before work and then you know, feeling it during the day and no one noticed. And then my girlfriend at the time, like I, I took it three or four different times, you know, once a week or whatever. And then I asked my girlfriend about that time. I was like, have I been acting differently? Like whatever. And she goes, no, she's like, she's like, you just seem like you're, you're just more connected with people and you're more empathetic. And I was like, all right, that's that's a positive, but I noticed I could really zone in on work, which was pretty awesome. So yeah, that's why we're doing it today because we're like we're going to talk about productivity in this podcast. So it's an interesting, it's an interesting thing for you to talk with you about it because I don't know what your experience has been with microdosing, but like mine has been way more hop into the microdose and then like hyper focus for like six or seven hours and barely eat. Like I won't, I'll just focus, but I'm not like as linked up to be social in that space. Like I'm way more like work that requires deep focus but like if you had maybe asked me to do a sales call i probably would be a little bit distracted so i'm good. so i'm curious how this works out with the podcast so yeah yeah tell me what your experience has been with it well i had heard about microdosing just like everybody else had 
Like, you need to do it. It's the latest thing to do because it's going to make you happier. It's going to make you less anxious. It's going to make you less depressed. Yada, yada, yada. All these miracle things. It's like the latest fad. And it's like, oh, okay, well, I'll I'll, I'll try it and, and see what's up. Because before... I had done the recreational stuff too. It's like, yeah, my mushrooms are a ton of fun. See good visuals, you get like a nice body high. That's that's a completely different thing than we're talking about today. In my experience, it goes the opposite direction in micro doses. Like where you take a macro dose, you get spaced out and you start, you know, having that recreational experience and it can be also a spiritual experience as well. But if you take it in small amounts, it feels like a complete opposite effect to me. To me, what I get is just this, like you mentioned, a hyper focus on on work. You get like this really, really keen attention to detail on whatever it is that you're working on. And you're almost able to, it's almost like a better version, a cleaner version of coffee where you're just super, super tuned into whatever you're doing. You've got a ton of energy. You've got a ton of focus, but you don't have that, like that really uncomfortable jitter mm. kind of feeling and the anxiety and the nervousness that you, that you can get with when you have too much coffee. That's been my experience with it. And it was kind of totally unintentional. I really just took it that one time because somebody said, oh yeah, it's good for your health. It's good for your mental health. I didn't realize that I was going to just totally zone into a project and just nail everything that I needed to do in one go wow. in a few hours. So it was kind of on accident. Was it from your first time you took microdose? You were like immediately like, wow. Yeah. Yeah. Just- yeah. yeah. There was no cumulative buildup, anything like that. I just took it and I was like, Wow, super in the zone. Wow. Yeah, I've given it to a couple of people who have never really done mushrooms and they tried microdose, but because they'd never done mushrooms before, they never they didn't really connect with it. Like it didn't work for them the first time they microdose because they hadn't taken a real dose for some reason. But that was only like once or twice. So I was yeah. curious if it like hit you right away. It hit me right away for sure. Like I was like it was in the zone like for hours. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It yeah, and I think we for our audience we need to we need to talk about that. What what exactly is a microdose? So, so really anything between like 0.05 grams to maybe a quarter of a gram or so, I would say is is probably microdosing. I think beyond that, and you start getting into a little bit more of the recreational side. But is it, it less? Is it that little? Because I think like that little yeah i think 0.05 to 0.25 i think is a is a microdose and then once you get higher than yeah. that i think you're starting to take like reg- yeah i think you're starting to take regular doses and well there's that i noticed at least from what i've read and i that's why i've been very careful about it cuz i'm very sensitive to it as well is that if you take too much you never hit that a, a full like a, a small dose where you can enjoy your day and like have an awesome experience and you never go into that microdose phase. So you get this weird disconnected, not quite focused space, which is like not that enjoyable. And I think one time I took just a little bit too much, just like a dash too much. And I just, I could definitely tell like the, the, the benefits were lost, but I wasn't enjoying the, the trip, you know, quote unquote trip either. So I'm curious. Yeah. So I think you're right. Yeah. Like there's that, there's that window, right? Where it's just enough to be effective, but not anymore. Do your own research. Mm-hmm. Talk to your doctors. I got to throw out those disclaimers. Don't just start taking things willy-nilly because you heard it from us do your own research talk to your doctor and also your own health situation take that into account if you're if you're sensitive to these kind of things or if it's going to hurt you talk to your doctor first okay cool 
the whole point of this podcast is we want to give you the different techniques that we've used to help keep focus. And this is just one of them. Microdosing is just one of them. We've got a list of other stuff. Rob, you've dabbled in this quite a bit. What other things have you found to be these productivity hacks or these superpowers that you have? Yeah, I think I'll give a little context on, on to, to why. And I'm sure that can connect with, with, with listeners as well, because obviously understanding kind of the, the purpose behind it, because it always sounds cool, like productive and you're like, yeah, awesome. But like, but why? Like if you've got enough, if you're a nomad and you don't care about a ton of money, you got your money coming in, you're like, whatever. But like, so for me, I moved to Medellin back in March. I think we, we talked about that in the last podcast. And I'm an extremely social person. So for me, I'm always like organizing things. I do a weekly taco Tuesday. I've got stuff most nights and 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 going on. And I'm on, and and I also as an added almost like decrease, I'm not a morning person. So for me to wake up super early and then have a full day of work and then have like an event or something at night and then end up having fun and not wanting to go home. Getting into that hyperproductive or even normal productive headspace during the day is, is tough because I you just have more swimming around and like your brain you just can't focus that well. So this year, because of that, and also spending the entire summer traveling, I spent three months traveling Mexico, Poland, Austria, Romania, Spain, hopping around, get actually getting things done and sitting down was was more more work, a lot tougher. So I had to figure out kind of like where's my strategy going for it and how do I, you know, achieve these goals while also having, having fun. And you obviously in some level, you do have to make a decision, you know, certain weeks or certain days to go, okay, I'm going to choose to like get something done and be productive over, you know, short term enjoyment. Right. So there is a trade-off. Okay. Let's jump into some other stuff here. What about, we talked before about having like an optimal productivity schedule. Like for example, my, productivity schedule kind of runs like this downward looking graph where I am most productive the second I wake up and I'm least productive. Like every single minute of the day is decreasing productivity for me. So I know I have to start very beginning of the day. I feel great about it because I know that I'm not wasting any time and that I'm terrible at the end of the day. And I'm going to have a much better afternoon if I'm not focusing on work. So naturally, I start really early. I start at 630 in the morning. I do all of my like really cerebral stuff. Like if I have to do like a lot of math, technical related things, I'm going to knock that that out first thing in the morning. And then I'm just going to kind of ease through the day. Is there anything to that? And is that like custom to me to have that kind of schedule i know what, what is your what is your relationship with building a schedule around your around your productivity definitely i mean if I'm on the surface level yeah i think carving out specific time to work and going like i'm going to work now no matter what and even if you're slow just continue to push through there there is there's merit to that for sure i would not say that it's not human to like have the same thing where you have you you know get at least less productive as throughout the day yeah if you want to hear i can i can kind of like for me, I, I almost flipped my entire productivity mindset in the past year. And what used to work for me that I thought was working hasn't. And the things that I'm doing now, I would say like are 10 times better for effectiveness. Tell me. Yeah. Which is, which is crazy. And like, and like I, w- I, would, I would swear by this, swear by this. So like originally, you know, you hear all the productivity hacks, like, you know, let's get the really good habits in. You start your morning routine. You've got your meditation. You've got your mm-hmm. cold shower. You've got your <laughs> you've got your books you read for 30 minutes a day. You've got, you know, there's all this stuff you can do, you know, and then you uh-huh. like optimize around the time and you got to get your, your gym schedule nailed in and all this stuff. 
And, 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 you know, and when you have a stable life, if you're, you know, if, if you're not a nomad, these are things that can help for sure. I don't want to like discredit any of that stuff. And like, I, like for me, I meditate every day and that I would say that's like productivity hack number one to alleviate anxiety or like any stress about future or stress about meetings or stress about work or, or deals or money or whatever you have 10 minutes, wake up first thing, meditate 10 out of 10. Besides that, all the other productivity hacks are like can be a massive waste of time. Like, can be. Okay. So, like, thinking that you need to read books to be more productive means you're spending half an hour, hour of your life every day not getting your work done and reading about something else. Now, if that thing is directly contributing to your, like, learning, like, say, like, right now I'm learning, like, sales, some certain sales, sales skill sets. So if I'm reading or learning about sales, then that's a direct contributor to, like, my thing. So I don't want to discredit learning. But going, oh, reading keeps my mindset. Fuck that. Like, if you like reading, read. Please read. Like, books are amazing. Audiobooks are awesome. They definitely keep you hustled. But, like, really, like an hour of your day that you spent reading when you probably, if you have urgent things that you need to take care of or work, no, get in the workflow first. Read at night. Like, it can be. So, I mean, I don't know. Like, so we're kind of getting a little off track with it, but like, okay, so I'll, I'll give you the, 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 the overview, you know, mental prediction of how, how I see it now from like the old productivity hacks. And then we can, you know, obviously you have, you have questions when we dig into it. So basically what I found is this summer I was with well, a friend of mine and he has a, a sales job where basically he's remotely closing for this company and he doesn't have time because these are only closer right now. So he literally works 12 hour days every day, like, well, not on the weekends, but five days a week, 12 hour days. He is not a morning person. He starts at like noon and works till midnight and like, he just does it and he doesn't make excuses. He doesn't try to hack himself. He drinks Red Bull and like eats terrible food. He doesn't do anything for his mental. I mean, he does sometimes, but not like, not like a daily habit. And, and I was with him all summer and I was like, and I was trying to be productive with my weird schedule and trying to retain some sort of balance while I was traveling, whatever. And then eventually near the end of the summer, I was like, why not just do what he's doing and just like, you know, shut the fuck up and just do it. Right. And then suddenly I was getting things done immediately. And I was like, Oh, just do that. So that would be like the biggest thing was like, just committing to like, okay, today's going to be a 12 hour day and doing it and not thinking that I have anything happening after work. Um, Cause then my brain isn't looking forward to something. It's just doing the work. And then I didn't get a four o'clock in the afternoon slump or the evening slump. I just kind of kept going. Huh? So that would be like yeah, big, 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 big meta level shift. Like just, just don't like certain days of the week commit to just working all day and not thinking about anything else. The idea that you just need to work this mindset that you just need to work because a lot of people will never start something. They'll never start this passion, passion project because they're waiting for inspiration. And I think this is a reverse mindset that, that people need to get. And something that I learned the, really the hard way, it was just doing, and then you find inspiration and, and just look at it as like inspiration is a job and you have to earn that and you don't wait for that. You actually have to do it. And then that actually builds more inspiration through doing it. So thinking of it as work first, sit down, you got to do the damned work. And then the inspiration is going to come as a result of doing the work yeah. and not giving yourself an option. Yeah. Not going, okay, I'm going to work. And then you have like 5 PM rolls around. You're like, well, I've done enough and you push something to the next day. You're like, no, if I, uh -huh. if I don't get it done today, it doesn't get done. And that kind of like that switch, obviously it's easier said than done, but there's like a certain level of like, when you don't have any other options and that's your whole day, you're like, I'm not doing anything else. Then there's that like 
there is no there is no other option to fail or to quit or quit early. You're just like, I'm just going to keep going. And then you get a certain level of momentum that you never get when you're like ending at a certain time, if that makes sense, right? Like when you end at a certain time, you have that kind of like that nine to five kind of like, oh, this is my window. I'll get some productivity done for a couple hours and then I eat lunch and then some more productivity. It's like, no, like fuck that. Just, just keep going. Um, there is definitely like some urgency, right? And I think if you're a nomad and you have like a day job, that's obviously different. But let's say that's more specifically for people who are doing their own thing. Yeah. Right. But you also mentioned something here that I got a flag. You said that you're looking for things that are sustainable, that won't burn you out. And it sounds like working 12 hours straight is not something sustainable. Like I, you got to eat. I think you should stretch or else you're going to back's going to turn into mine. It's going to be curled up like a roly poly. (laughs) How do you reconcile that? Okay. Yeah. Well, let's caveat the 12 hour day with, I do get up and I do eat lunch and I do stretch. Yeah. Uh, I do shower in the morning. And also the, I think also the other thing to caveat within that is that I'm not doing it from the moment I wake up. I'm usually starting at like 10 or 11 AM. So I wake up at like eight or nine. I have a couple hours to do my morning stuff and wake my brain up and feel good. And then I start, and then I work from 11 till 11. Like I do get up and eat and now I take a little break. I take 20 minutes or half an hour or something, but I don't, the big thing with the long day is that I don't really leave an option to do anything after work. I see. Like, why would I need to like wind down with a movie? Like that's dumb. Like I like movies <laughs> too, but like, you know, maybe I'll watch something 10 minutes and immediately fall asleep. But like, why, why do I need to like have my chill down time at the end of the day? Uh-huh. No, I can't. I do. But like, there's this the weird, weird mindset mentality that people have that they need like two or three hours at night to decompress before they fall asleep. You may even need an hour. Sure. But like, do you really need like a long chunk of time where you're doing nothing? Like, that sounds kind of weird, right? I actually, I found that to be very true. I was working in Europe and therefore I had to work North American hours ish. So I was working like, as opposed to my six to three schedule, I started working two to 10 or three to 11 and something like that. And I thought, Oh shit, you know, I'm going to have to, I usually do do that. I usually do that wind down period where I I want two to three hours to do nothing. And then I realized that I just do two or three hours of nothing and I could just go to Mm -hmm. bed. And I did, I would end at like 10, 11 o'clock and I just go to bed and it was fine. All that, all the, the latest craze and study stuff where you need X, Y, Z before bed wasn't true for me. I just fall asleep. I just go to bed. And I was done with yeah. my day. Okay, I've got a follow-up question for you. I've got so many questions. Can I, can I caveat that a little farther really quick? Sorry. Shoot, I just yeah. want to connect this in really fast before I forget it. The thing, too, that you asked me before about like just having to keep it sustainable. A, I'm not doing 12-hour days every day of the week. I try uh-huh. to get like – I try to get three. Like some days, like weeks, I get two. So the other days, I'm working just like seven, eight hours. But I do mag, you know, I do get a full work. The other thing that the caveat with it is that – and it's something that's super beneficial – and you just mentioned work those late hours when you don't feel like you have to start working from moment one or like really quite early in the morning, you have those couple hours. Then if you need slightly more sleep or like I'm someone who needs eight hours, like I can do less. I can live on six hours a night for like years, but then I have to catch up on the weekend. I'm usually burnt out. If I do that kind of like, I don't start working. I can get a solid chunky eight hours of sleep and wake up refreshed and then not start work right away. So I actually have like more, you know, people always say that you need eight hours of sleep. Most people need 
roughly, right? I actually get that consistently. Whereas before I wasn't getting that because I was thinking I need to start right away and get up early. And then my schedule was too tight. So I, I almost unpacked it by doing these long days. I unpacked it because I don't fill it with huh, Interesting. Okay. Yeah. All, all right. That makes sense. So there is there is a balance to the to the extreme madness. Yeah. Mad, well, it's yeah. not quite madness. It's actually pretty organized. It's just yeah. it's just balanced in in kind of a an in, intense an intense productivity way. What are your thoughts on having clear a really really important for digital nomads? Something that took me a while to figure out. Clear start and stop times to the structure that you've established. So you're going to do your 12 hour days. Do you set it so that, okay, I am starting at 11 and come 11 o'clock at night, I'm done. I'm not working a minute past it or, ah, well, I'm on a roll. Maybe I'll go till 1230, that kind of thing. Yeah, I think it's, I think it's like, for me, it's an intuitive. Trying to maintain very specific timings has never been my, my forte. Some people really work with that and they really like that kind of organization. But I find that I spend more time stressing or worrying about being on time than... Hmm. Like it eats up more of my brand, my willpower than, than I'd like it to. Um, so yeah. So if I'm feeling good, I'm keep running. I'll just keep rushing. Right. And, and, and also, you know, this too, there's certain times when there's urgent things to deliver like products or, you know, meetings yeah. or proposals or whatever you're doing at that time. And when there's urgency, suddenly everything becomes very clear, but I find that like, so I find that I try to make my tasks urgent in these days that I'm like, if I don't do it today, it's never going to get done. Then I will work later, but I'm not someone who will work until 2 a.m. That's not my style. Some people do, but I but I also do. I'm very aware that the next day is kind of fucked if I like do that. Right. I've read a lot about people and heard people speak about setting boundaries and like making sure you shut your laptop at X X Y Z time, whatever time you set, yeah. so that it doesn't creep into your your personal life. However, I. I find that that's unnecessary in my case, especially in certain instances where I'm really, really in the zone. If I'm doing something, I'm feeling great about it. And if I stop that train of consciousness, it's going to be very, very difficult for me to pick up. And I'm also a big proponent of make hay while the sun is shining, because I'm just going to assume the next day will not be, you go through mental cycles and you go through cycles where you're not productive. And that next day might be a four-hour productive day, whereas you might have an amazing, feel-good, twelve-hour productive day. Why would you cut that yeah. off? Why would you cut off that yeah. those those hours that are you're just shining and you're producing your best yeah. work? And that's not going to happen again tomorrow. Probably not. It's likely not. And so that's fine. Take a four-hour day the next day, right? Have you heard of a book flow? Mm-mm. I forget who wrote it. I don't think it's Malcolm Gladwell, but I'll just look that look that up real fast. But basically, it's a book that talks about the concept of like work satisfaction, life satisfaction comes into getting into tasks that you can spend time in. That time goes by so fast that you don't recognize anything happened, and that's where a lot of time satisfaction, life satisfaction comes in because you're getting into something and your focus is there. And they call it like getting into the flow state, right? So like checking emails and checking your social media and these sort of things aren't flow states because you're copping between things and multitasking, but you get a flow when you get deep into something or get highly focused on something. And that's where it comes into like, oh, I feel like I did good work today. And that's where a lot of that satisfaction comes in of feeling like you've made benchmarks. And that ties into what you said with like, you know, if you're feeling good and you're in that like mental flow state where you're just continuing to go, why would you stop that? That's like, that's literally part of like the satisfaction of life. And as a digital nomad or as an entrepreneur, you want to get these like flow states where you're feeling satisfied with all you're doing. Cause 
as an entrepreneur, you're beating your head against the wall quite a lot because it's all on you, right? Or as a digital nomad, everything in your life is constantly switching and changing. New people, new fun, new friends, hopping around. It's very like ADD kind of like lifestyle in some ways, you know? And so getting into these like moments of zone where you basically shut off everything else mm-hmm. is like, that's where you're at. Like that's, that's a, there's a deep joy and happiness that comes from that that you can't get really from anything is. else. Yeah, there really is. is um, flow there it is it's okay i can't actually name the guy's name it's called mihali signexamanaka okay never mind uh, crazy name it's a book called flow the psychology of optimal experience okay so, definitely we'll have to yeah. we'll have to check that out want to move into the structured regimental regimented thing that people think that they need to do you know, you read Tim Ferriss. He's like, I wake up at 437 every morning. I take an ice bath. I put four activated walnuts in my butt just as the sun is rising. These things is so popular to do these things, yet it becomes this prison, this morning prison where it, it becomes like a dread to do all this work in and start your morning. So how do you how do you balance that with like, you need to meditate every day. That's like your superpower. You need to meditate every day. But can it turn into that where it just becomes this need to do and you start to lose the meaning of it? Yeah, I guess also in, t- in t- to get onto that, like something that starts eating more of your time, but no longer has the benefit, right? Yeah. There was someone, there's someone who said it once. I'm trying to remember how he phrased it, but basically he's like, sometimes yesterday's epiphany turns into t- 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 into tomorrow's gimmick yep. where like you're doing it. And it's like gimmicky and like, you don't really have that. You, there's no longer the effectiveness and you, it's kind of hacky and it feels like it's, you're trying too hard. Like where do you draw the, I guess, where do you draw the line? You know, I, I did the meditation thing too. And I hit, I did my like thousand days in a row on headspace and I completely mm-hmm. lost track of why I was doing it. I was doing it just to do it and it wasn't benefiting me anymore. Mm-hmm. So when, when you're reading these things that say, do this and do this and do this in order to be a productive person. Where do you draw the line and say, that's, that's, I can't do all these things. Or maybe I just do one of those things. Like, how did you land on, I'm just going to do meditation? Well, uh, on one hand, as I get older, I'm sure you have this too. On one hand, it would be most beneficial to have mentors, right? Have people who have been there before and can guide you and, and know how to give context to it. But let's say you get like, one or two pieces of the puzzle that sort of hack, like, you know, and, but you don't get all of it. Then suddenly you're not really getting the benefits of that thing because you're only being part of it. Right. So then you never get the full picture or you never get the context. A mentor is definitely super beneficial with a lot of things. Not saying you need a meditation mentor, but like the concept of just someone who's been there before and maybe could give you a better, a better reach. So that's like the first thing. Um, but like where you draw the line, at least in my opinion, like, and that's how I've always done it is like, I'll try different things and then I'll do them for a while. And then when they start to not feel like they're really working anymore or they're wasting my time, I'll stop. Mm. And then what will happen is once I stop, I'll kind of try to notice if I feel worse or no difference. Like mm-hmm. meditation. If I skip meditation for three days, I don't feel like I get any benefits from meditation anymore. I'm like, yeah. Like on an, on an active level, I'm like, yeah, I don't really feel it. But I notice when I skip meditation for like three days, I get like actual anxiety and I'm not an overly anxious person, but I, I put a lot of pressure on myself with being an entrepreneur and building business and like doing all this stuff. I literally, I'm like, why am I anxious today? 
like, oh yeah, I should have meditated. And then I'll do a meditation session and it'll be gone. I'm like, oh, okay, that's actually working for me. Why well, I, I don't need to stop that. Now I know that if I stop that, I don't want to rely on it, but now I know that if I stop that, my life quality and my performance goes down. So that's effective. Reading books, that was something I was doing, doing half an hour reading every day. I kind of like have been worse about it recently and I always like want to read more books, but I don't really see any life quality difference from not reading a book. As much as I like to read, I'm not a multitasker, which I can't do the audiobook and work thing uh, very often. So I'd rather just do focus my learning on things, you know, self-development on things that are like either conversations with friends about topics and kind of like exploring ideas together or doing things that are directly contributing to like my work performance, like sales learning. Right. Right now, I love books again. Don't get me wrong, but that I never thought that never that never that would never was an effective hack for me to be a better person. So we've talked a lot about uh, psychological stuff, a lot of mental states, some substances. But what about some of the obvious things like your physical environment? Do you find that you need to set up a specific type of physical environment to be productive, or can you just pretty much work on uh, on a cinder block? Some people can. Uh, it's it seems like a freaky superpower. I wish I had. <laughs> I have a buddy who works for a law firm doing marketing and like we were on the beach last summer and he was literally in the blazing sun sweating and he was working for eight hours straight. He had to, he had clocked in or whatever for his job. It sounded horrible. I would have just called in sick. I, I think the less distractions I have, the better I can work from cafes for sure, depending on the work quality. But I would say as far as actual deep productivity, the less distractions, the better you can see my room has like, very little in it right now. My view is a nice view of a building. And if I turn this way, I've got a great view. But from here, I can't see anything. So it's perfect. Yeah. So it depends on, depends on the day and then on the work. But I, I can work from multiple environments. But I would I would say the less you have to look at, the better. Because I mean, why, you, you need creative inspiration from like a view. You know, I can look, but why would I need that while I'm working? Right? You can only like do one thing at a time. Yeah. So. Yeah, me too. Yeah. I I would opt for designated space to work. Generally, I mean, yeah. I've worked with people that I said they were productive working from bed. I doubt it. I don't think it's a thing. I don't think it's real. I don't think it's wired into our brains, and I don't think it's healthy. So that's that's something that yeah. where I would say just flat out no. I don't believe them. I don't think you should work from bed. That said, yeah. I don't think you need. I don't think you need to create like the perfect ideal office out of Pinterest either, but I think you probably yeah. need like a dedicated workspace with probably yeah. few distractions, maybe not a TV run and that kind of thing. Absolutely. I, there's, you know, Alex Hermosi, he wrote hundred million dollar offers. He's very, very currently very, very famous. I'd say business sales influencer guy. He runs acquisition.com. And what he does is like they, once businesses get to like 8 million or something above in revenue, then they'll like help them scale. So all this free stuff he gives away is basically just like him just wanting to like help businesses from good foundations and people start things. And it's coming with no strings attached, you know, which is pretty cool because a lot of times people do advice and you know that they're at some level trying to sell you some sort of program. Whereas, Hey, he's like, no, if you're not making 8 million in revenue a year, like I've, I've nothing to offer you other than great advice. Interesting guy. But he, he, one time I saw his video and he, his office is literally a, a, literally a closet with no things. And I don't even think a window and he's got a desk with a screen <laughs> and he's like, yeah, I don't want to see anything else. I literally would just do this. <laughs> like that's it. So I was like, oh, that's interesting. Yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah. Well, there's probably uh, there's probably an aspect of what works for you, just like everything else that we talked about, different different schedules and that kind of thing. What works for you? But I would say, like a bare minimum, as a digital nomad, folks turning trying to become a digital nomad, don't work from bed. Mm-hmm. I've seen it too many times. I've seen it turn into a disaster. It's not sustainable. Probably, probably nicks that one. Working from couch is slightly better because you're upright, but it's the same idea, and you're likely to just start screwing around and not be productive. You probably want to find yep. somewhere in the middle. Bed is bed is only for two things, man. Yep, that's right. <laughs> <Sleep>. <laughs> that's 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 exactly right. The last thing I've got on my list, I don't know if you've got anything else on yours, but napping, like a fifteen minute nap, is incredible. It makes me. I hate afternoons. Like mm-hmm. from two o'clock until three o'clock, I'm down. I actually will feel a little depressed even. <laughs> but if I take a fifteen twenty minute nap. It's like starting the day brand new, but better. Like I feel insanely productive. I don't bake it into my schedule or anything. My grandpa used to, I, sh- I should do that, but it's like one of the best hacks that I have that I rarely take advantage of. Yeah, I'd say yeah, I'm in the exact same position as you on that. Rarely take advantage of it. When I'm doing these 12 hour days, I don't get that slump in the afternoon in the same way. So that's, that's how I mitigate that kind of feeling. So I've, that's my hack for it. But there was like at least one day a week when I'm like, man, I should nap. But depending on the urgency, sometimes that's just so much urgency on something. I'm like, no, screw it. Just keep going. But yeah, as far as like life satisfaction, I would say map and clarity maps. Yeah. 10 out of 10. 10 out of 10. And don't beat yourself up for taking a nap. My way to do it is like a 30 minute timer. I know that I'll take about five, 10 minutes to fall asleep anyways, sleep for 20 minutes. When it goes off, I'm kind of like, that's that right optimal amount of time where my brain kind of wakes up anyways. And I'm pretty good. I'm like, all right, tight. Good. Yeah. Well, you got any other last tips that you've got for people that, that might work? I mean, yeah. I mean, they, obviously a, a, a nomad, you know, a nomad productivity is different for everyone. And, and some people can, some people can work remotely and they can work from you know, crazy environments and they don't care and they don't have noise canceling headphones. And there's lots of little deadly things and everyone finds their own path. Right. But I would say like the longer you do it, don't be afraid to like test out other things. And that's what I found worked for me. I may change it at some point, but I feel like, like I said before, the 180s flip of like trying to do all the traditional methods of like being more effective and then finding that really what it comes down to is actually just shitting down, getting it done and creating, creating urgency and the basically no way out being cool with that is like pretty, pretty awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Again, like there's so many, there's so much hype about, about it. And like, really it comes down to like, what do you want your, the end of your life to look like, or the end of your week to look like to go, okay. Yeah. Like I feel good or I was productive. <laughs> and some weeks I'm like, I'm wrecked. I'm wrecked. And I'm like, I'm on the weekend. I'm like, I don't even want, I don't want to do anything fun. I literally just want to relax and I do my best to recharge. And that's fine. Cause at the, I'm at the stage right now where like I, do want to be hyperproductive and I have leverage and I have emotional leverage of like, let's go. I got to get the results. If I don't get them now, it's never going to happen. Not everyone's in that space. Some people are in the nomad space that they don't have to work that hard and they're making just to survive. And that's cool too. But I'd say, you know, find your own path of what works for you and never accept second best, (laughs) second best results when you, you know, you can get more out of yourself. And that's why you're doing nomading in the first place is to, is to actually get real results or like a real happy life quality. So like, why would you settle for mm. shit? Yeah. Another, another good reason why I wanted to do this podcast is, is not just because I want to become a millionaire and like, and, and, you know, be an insane workaholic 
none of those things. But I get a genuine life satisfaction out of finding those streams of productivity where I feel great about myself. I feel really my my self-confidence is is never higher than when I'm just really in an amazing flow state. And part of the reason I want to do this, and thanks for doing it with me, is I, I wanted to explore and- different techniques for getting there. And like you said, there are certain techniques you're going to find as you're just starting as digital nomad where yesterday's novelty, right? I don't know how you phrase it exactly, but yeah, I, I had certain things where I'm like, oh my God, for a week, this is the this is the best thing since sliced bread. And then you find out it's not sustainable for you or maybe your body just doesn't like it and you got to find something else. And that's okay. Like you don't have to, you don't have to subscribe to the activated walnuts in your butt theory. Like that, that's fine. It, yeah. It's not necessary for everybody. So yeah, yeah it, it just kind of find your own path. Listen to a few things that we said. Some of them are, are like, you know, theories. Like if you're going to try microdosing, that might work for you, might not work for you. Some are pretty sage, like don't work from bed. That's stupid. But uh, yeah, I appreciate you doing this with me, Rob. This is, uh, yeah. you know, a lot more about it than I do. And I know you've experimented a lot more with different stuff than I have. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I'm definitely someone who like will have that space where I'm, I'm like, I have phases where I'm just like, yeah, let's party and have fun. And I'm just want to enjoy my life. But I also also kind of this nagging feeling of like, I really should be working or getting things done. Cause I get a lot of satisfaction. Same as you. And even though I'd say this phase right now, I'm in higher productive mode, but I'm also sacrificing other things like my energy, all, you know, my energy for something, things that are fun or like I'm losing momentum socially or losing momentum. I'm not focused on those things, but I am like proud of myself for, I'm like shutting off the noise and getting things done too. And this is a great learning lesson. That was, that's what it was. It was yesterday's epiphany. Don't yesterday's epiphany can become today's gimmick. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's what it is. So, yep. Okay. Yeah. That's it. We'll, we'll leave you on that. <laughs> thanks again, Rob. I'm sure we'll, we'll come up with another topic we can talk about in the, in the future, but uh, thanks for joining me. Thank you everybody for coming and uh, we'll see you next week. Yeah.